Hello, welcome to Just a Girl Made of Steel. My name is Charisma. I am a mom to an angel baby and also waiting on my rainbow babies to show up. On this platform, I document stories from women who've been through miscarriages or stillbirth. I believe that by sharing our stories, we open the doors to our healing. Today, I am joined by Dr. Nancy from Ghana, who is also a mom to an angel baby. I'd like to say welcome to Just a Girl Made of Steel, Nancy. Thank you, Charisma. Yeah, it's, um, I'm so happy that uh, you find time in your busy schedule to, to do this because I know it's super late in Ghana at the moment and you got back from work not so long ago. Plus, you're a mother and yeah, you're such a superwoman. <laughs> I mean, I, I wish I could say I'm a superwoman. I'm actually behind on a lot of things I was supposed to do. So I'll just say that yeah. we make do. But you do make time for a lot of stuff, right? Yes, yes, we do. And that makes you a superwoman. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, my name is Nancy, um, Nancy Titiji. Um, wow. Yes, I'm a medical officer. Um, that means I'm a general practice yet specialized. Um, okay. I work at a clinic, a small clinic called Church of Christ Mission Clinic. In, okay. Kumasi, in in Ghana. Wow. Yeah, so that's wow. marriage and I have one son and then okay. like you say one angel. How, how old is your son? My son is two and a half years old. Wow, that's when they ask all the Christians, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He has started asking a lot of questions. Yeah, <laughs> Mama, what is this? What is that? They want to know everything at this age. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. You're saying? Yes. So I'm um, so just saying that. So my my husband is Selassie, and then oh. my son is called Mawinam. Oh, what's the meaning of Mawinam? It's a nice Mawinam. name. Mawinam means given by God. Oh, that's a beautiful meaning. Wow. Wow, Marwin, I'm given by God. Wow, that's, that's such powerful, powerful uh, meaning. Maybe when I finally have my rainbow, I'm going to call my baby Marwin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, like, uh, one of the things that I always ask women uh, who've shared in our stories, uh, I like to ask them um, because nobody wakes up in the morning and then think oh today i'm going to lose my child yeah. right so then i like i like i like you to take us on a journey of, of the day that you lost your child how was the day like i mean you woke up for me um when i on the day that i lost my child it was it was like a normal day i had woken up i eaten like almost eating breakfast and I taken my shower and then all of a sudden everything happened so quickly you know so it wasn't like something that I already knew was going to happen or planned it or anything so I'd I like you to tell us how was how was the day like for you yeah I mean I'd like to say that even before that I just had a 
a feeling that something was going to happen. Okay. So, yes, I mean, I'd had that for like let's say two weeks. Okay. And what were what were what were these feelings? Oh, no, so I'd had um, like a dream. Okay. That I lost the the baby at that time. I was about eight months. Um, oh my gosh. 30, 31 weeks, yes, but wow, yes. so it was mean, strange. And then, I mean, I just felt like God was preparing me for it because, um, in reading my Bible, I also came across a lot of verses that kept saying I should trust God and not be yeah. afraid. So, I was just wondering, I'd been talking to some of my friends about it and my husband, and saying, and I thought God was rather telling me that nothing was going to happen because he was going to help me. Okay, so, but it was something else. Yes, but it was something else. So I think there was a day I woke up and I didn't feel any pain. Okay. Yes, I mean, it was just sudden. I woke up I didn't feel anything. And you had previously, uh, because I know that I, I, I didn't get the opportunity to get to the third trimester because 31 is a third trimester right yes it is i had a second trimester loss and it was i mean i can't i i so date i still feel the pain so i just can't imagine what you went through uh losing your child in the third trimester yes. um then i know that in a third trimester you go to the hospital often yes so i mean because I, it was during the COVID time okay um, so attending the antenatal was not like COVID so I mean the the appointments were still spaced out okay and I have actually seen the obstetrician a week like just the previous week so I saw Mm -hmm. the obstetrician on a Friday okay Yes, I've done a lot of tests, a scan, so many things, and everything was normal. Okay. But then um, I woke up Sunday morning and I didn't feel the baby kicking. And before that, I mean, I she was very active, so she was always kicking. I was and, a girl. Yes, I was a girl. She was always kicking. And I mean, she was very active. So when I woke up, usually her kicks woke me up in the morning. <laughs> yes. But, Yes, that morning there was no kick, so I was, I I thought, I mean, I was alarmed, but then I was like, oh, let me wait and see if I'll feel the kick later on. Okay. So I, I went about my normal things, then I realized it was still, it was taking a while, and there was no kick. I thought I could feel some turning movement, but okay. I didn't. So I just told my husband. But because it was a Sunday, it was yeah. hard because the scan places don't work on Sundays. The specialists oh. work on a Sunday. So it was difficult. So I called a friend to ask if he knew where. Okay, so go. even in the big hospitals, the specialists don't work on a Sunday? No. So I could have gone to a big hospital, but I, I wasn't sure if I could get a scan done because I wanted okay. to do a scan on a Sunday. Okay. So, yeah, so I called a friend who was with the I called several friends who were who would know where I could get a scan done. But it, it, they they just told me I just found one place. 
that could be mm-hmm. done on a Sunday. So we even had to call the owner. Yes. Of the place, and then he arranged for someone to come and meet us and do the scan. Okay, and yeah. I mean, like during that time, making the calls on your way to get the scan done. What was going through your mind? Yes, I mean, I just didn't know what to expect. I was scared and very anxious yes and worried i mean i tried not to show it too much because i knew my husband was also worried yes it kept touching your stomach right (laughs) yes i was holding it the whole time i think (laughs) i just praying that the baby was okay exactly so then you get there and end yeah so i got the did the scan the baby's heart was beating Oh. Yes, the baby was alive, and then okay. they checked to see if the blood flowing through the umbilical cord was yeah. normal, and yeah. that was also normal. So I was wondering why the baby was baby moving. was not moving. Yes, even though everything was normal. So my plan was to wait till the following day, since the heart was beating, and then yeah. go to the hospital. Okay. But, yes, see a specialist. But my specialist wasn't going to be available till the following Friday. Oh, that was pretty long. Yeah, so I was, I was, I had to see. I was trying to see if I could see a different person. Okay. But I will, um, because I'm a doctor, and um, my yeah. husband has also had some medical training, so we were checking the baby's heartbeat at home. Okay, you had a Doppler. No, we didn't have a Doppler, so we're using the stethoscope. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Wow. And you could find it. Yes. So we're able to find it. So we we used that to monitor the heartbeat. So the whole day and then the whole of the next day, the heartbeat was there. But then the day we wanted to go to the the clinic, there Mm -hmm. was no heartbeat. So I woke up and there was no heartbeat. Like, so from, I I just kept... very frequently let me say every 30 minutes or every hour oh my god yes i can imagine but then when you went for the scan and then uh they checked and then uh everything was fine was the baby moving so yes according to the scan the baby was moving (laughs) even though i didn't feel any movement yeah so this she wasn't moving her hands or foot or her legs okay when I went to do the scan, so I did the, um, when I did the scan, her head was up. Okay. So it was sort of, we call it a breech presentation. Her buttocks were facing down, meaning if I had gone into labor, she would have come with her buttocks. Oh, okay. She yes. sitting down. Yes. But then um, she wasn't moving. So then the guy, the scan guy told me to just wait a bit and repeat it and see if you would have changed her position. So okay. I waited for about 10 minutes and then did the scan again. And she had okay. turned completely, like 180 degrees. Now her head was down. down. Yes. So Oh, she's ready to come up. Yes. So <laughs> then we're like, okay, she has been able to do such a turn. Because at that time, there wasn't so much room for her to turn. Yeah, so then we're like, okay, then she's she's probably moving. But for some mm-hmm. reason, I just can't feel it. So, okay. So okay. Yeah. Then the, to the hospital. 
yeah so i i the day we didn't hear the heartbeat i just went to do another scan but this time oh. the heart the heartbeat wasn't there there was no heart movement so i mean oh, i, I just felt my heart hatch <laughs> what was what was the first thing that came into your mind no so the whole time because i knew what to expect the the scan lady didn't know i was a doctor so okay yes yeah, so i mean i knew what she was looking out for and i mean i didn't see it myself so even on the bed i i, I think i was having a breakdown but oh I, I but you didn't to, show it no because she had been so nice to me <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want her to feel terrible. But like I didn't, because I, I knew if I broke down there, it would be very hard getting myself together and then getting out. My husband was waiting outside. Okay, so, because of COVID protocols. Yes, because of the COVID protocols, and then we had he had to keep an eye on our son. And at that time, we had another child who was staying with us visiting. So, okay. An eye on the babies, and then I I was getting the scan done, so he couldn't be with me there because there was no one else to to keep an eye on the babies. Oh, okay. So you were alone in the um yes. uh, in the room. Wow, it was so, like with nobody's hand to hold. No, so I was alone there. I think I'd say I was holding God's hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're very strong, Nancy. You're very strong because I couldn't hold myself up. I couldn't do it. And then, like you being a doctor, and then you you seeing what was going on on the screen, and to be able to keep your cool. Wow! I salute you. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know how I did it. I just knew that I was crying inside, <laughs> <laughs> and I, mean, I I think I sobbed several times, but I I just wanted to make it out of the out of the place to to the car where my husband was waiting so okay so i went out and went to the car and as soon as i sat in i mean i, do, I don't think i could tell him what um, the report was i just broke down and started crying and he knew it oh yes he knew it because we, we were both like that was our biggest fear but we didn't because we didn't hear the heartbeat that day Yes. That was most likely what had happened. Oh my god. So how was your husband's mood like? Was he able to drive home safely that day? So we didn't drive home. We just went straight to the hospital. And then Okay. Yeah, so and the treatment was started for me to sort of deliver. Oh, that same day. Yeah, so that same day. I mean, I didn't want to go home knowing that the baby wasn't alive okay so, so you, you 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 didn't even want to go home to process everything um uh, to come in terms with it you just went straight to the hospital yeah so i think my mind was numb by that time i didn't think about yeah. it i want to go home to process like i don't think that's crossed. i think at that point my i was just sort of on a default mode probably because of yeah. my, i'm a doctor i just knew that okay if the baby is not alive and the baby has to come out so I mean that that was the mode I was in. Like so not, how how was delivery like for you? Eh, so the delivery was hard. It was hard because um it took 3 days to get the baby out. Oh, oh my god, you've been through a lot. Yeah. 3 days. Why 3 days? That's a story. Yeah, it took 3 days because um 
my contractions were just not enough to push the baby out and my cervix wasn't opening so they couldn't do much to Um, help the delivery process okay and then what was going through your mind the whole time i think i was just numb i honestly wasn't thinking yeah thinking (laughs) no i wasn't thinking i think the whole time it was just maybe like two sentences that went through my mind the first Um, one was like the my my baby's not alive like i've lost my baby my baby's not alive and then the other thing that was going through was like the last verse the last bible verse i read before yeah. uh, finding out that the baby had died which was yeah. um, i had been memorizing it it's isaiah 41 verse 13 that says, oh, okay. the lord takes hold of your right hand and says do not fear i will help you yeah so that was all i could think about i mean i outwardly if someone spoke with me i would respond but yeah but inwardly yeah, you were not there i was very detached yes from everybody and from everything yes i wasn't yeah. thinking I, I wasn't feeling <laughs> i think i was just doing everything mechanically like I, I i i couldn't process i wasn't doing anything all i was thinking was okay now let the hair come out and then i feel what to do from yeah from. because when um i was talking to adrina and then uh she, she told me i told her what happened to me and she said okay i have a very good friend who's also been through it and then she told me that you you were a doctor i was like in my head i was like really how can this happen to a doctor because seriously i was so naive because i was thinking okay doctors they know everything okay so then if they are pregnant they will know okay the baby's kicking is because of this they will know everything about your body so why how how can I, I couldn't believe that this could happen to a doctor seriously the, the same thing a lot of people we got that from a lot of people because because my husband happens to be a doctor as well he doesn't yeah. practice because yeah. he's a doctor yeah I mean, we talked about the how can two doctors <laughs> lose a oh my God. okay so your husband is a doctor and you're a doctor so oh yes i would ask that question how can two doctors lose a pregnancy so we got that and, and even we asked ourselves that because we were like ah, couldn't we have done something earlier did we delay too much with our knowledge should we there were so many questions we asked ourselves I mean, and you were blaming okay. yourself did you ask yourself oh did i eat something did i not sleep yeah, on the so right I, position yes so i went through because i think the first day i was like did i sleep on the wrong position i was trying to remember if I've i have been there or my left and wondering yeah. whether maybe I, I did something that caused this. I thought I went through all the things I ate, trying to see if I'd eat. Oh my god, replaying. Yeah, I was going also going through all the food I had ordered a week ago, replaying, going on the internet to research, okay, uh, I ate this food. Is it is it what caused the my my my, my the loss of my pregnancy? I mean <laughs> I was just doing everything possible to to to, to make sure that it was my fault because I needed to find a reason, you know, because yes. it didn't make sense for me. It didn't make sense. I yes. prayed to God. I, I'd ask God, please protect my babies, you know. And then I, I still lost, I still lost them, and so it didn't make sense to me. So I mean, because I believe in God, and I believe that uh, whatever we ask Him to do, He do it for us because He loves us so much. 
and so i believe that he answered my prayer so for everything to have gone wrong i was thinking ah then it was my fault yeah i mean i i went through that i went through that as well but then i think for me i knew that god loved me because yeah. i thought if he didn't love me then he wouldn't have prepared me yeah Somehow. yeah and then the other thing was the fact that just before it happened this verse that had stuck in my mind for some reason yeah. just before yeah. it happened and i mean so many other things i my husband just saying he was thankful that i didn't lose my life because he was like if yeah. it had been me who died he didn't know how things would have oh happened. you have the sweet husband yes so it was just I mean I think for me I didn't doubt but probably because of different experiences I've been through in the past not just this yes okay. it was hard the fact that I lost my baby didn't make me think that God didn't love me yes I had so many so many other things that have happened that have shown me that God loves me so I I still tell myself that I don't understand why I lost this baby but I mean, it has to make sense. And uh, yes, I hope one day it will make sense at least. Yeah. I mean, yeah. With regards to my faith, that maybe one day I'll get to ask God why it had to happen like that. But more than yeah. that, I also have a I I believe that um my baby is in heaven with God and that's one of day course, God adopted adopted her. <laughs> Yeah, so one day I'll see her again because that is the doctor that I have and based on God's will. Yeah, yeah, isn't it amazing um to know that you have someone in heaven waiting for you. The other day I was telling somebody that I know that my baby's leave in heaven and so I'm trying to live a righteous life. I'm trying so that I can one day be where they are <laughs> because I really I really want to see them. You know, so I'm I'm happy that you also sharing this thought that Your baby is in heaven waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. So after 3 days you were able to push out the baby. How was it like when you first held her in your arms? Uh for me I remember um when I held my my baby in my arms. Oh my god. It was like oh the worst feeling ever. The body was so cold and I couldn't do I wanted to keep it warm and I couldn't do anything. to keep my baby warm and i felt like i had failed at everything because here I was having a beautiful baby in my arms and feeling so cold and i couldn't do anything to keep it warm and i felt i felt so much like a failure so i mean when you had your baby in your arms after 3 days of trying to push it out how was the feeling um i think the first thing that struck me was how beautiful she was So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just saw her. I was like, "Oh, she's such a beautiful baby." You were speechless, right? Yes. And then yeah. the next thing was just an, I mean, an an overwhelming feeling of grief, if I should say. Yeah. I mean, I just, yeah. I just wanted to cry, but still, I still felt very numb. Yeah. <laughs> so, you yes. needed time to process everything. So the, the the tears came out, 
but uh, didn't come out to the extent that I was feeling like we. I think because I really wanted to like shout and cry and scream and yeah. put myself on the ground. <laughs> Why didn't you do that? I roll and no, I couldn't. Okay, because yeah. I did. <laughs> Yes. So, so I I couldn't I I think I have so many restrictions <laughs> in our restrictions so I couldn't I mean I I felt like that was what I wanted to do but I couldn't want my body to do was that it because of, <laughs> but was it because of what people expected you to feel because I've spoken to a lot of women in Ghana who's been through miscarriages and like. You could tell they were in pain, but they couldn't show their pain because that is what society expected them to feel. You know, you didn't get to meet the child, so don't show the pain. You know, oh, the child's no. nothing. Yeah, I don't think I was thinking that um, about people in the sense okay. that um, I might disappoint them if I cried. Okay. I, was, I wasn't thinking about that. I think for me, I was just um, I know how uncomfortable people feel when. Yeah you are showing so much grief around them and i thought yeah. i wanted to do that in private okay so you didn't so, want people feel you didn't want people to feel bad because of your grief yeah so i didn't want to i didn't want to uh, make a, you're such a nice person because you were, <laughs> grieving and you were thinking about other people but it, it, it is okay to just give in for one minute and let other people take care of you yeah, also I did, I did, but I think I wanted to do that with people I was comfortable with. Yes, and I understand. Because the the moment I delivered, my husband had just stepped out. He had gone home to pick some things for me. Oh, so he came back and then the baby was there. So I think it was just within an hour. Because when he was leaving, my cervix had still not dilated fully. So Okay. Even though, yeah, my service had, had not dilated much at all. So he thought it was going to take a while. So he took okay. it, yes, before coming back. But within the hour that he left, I just felt like pushing. Then, and uh, I, yeah, I pushed the baby out. So when he came, he yeah. had already delivered, yes. And I didn't stay there. How did you feel? Pardon? Was- was he sad? Was he emotional? Because yeah. I know God and men don't cry. <laughs> no, so he, they cry. I didn't see him cry though, but he told me he did. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because see, the men, um, they really hide uh, when they're showing emotions. Because when we lost our babies, uh, okay, my husband was like all tough and all that. But then I realized he's been hiding and crying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Until one day I told him, hey, it is okay to cry in front of me. It is okay that like we experience it together and cry together, you know? And then he broke down and then cried like a baby. And I remember like holding him in my arms and like, it's okay, we're gonna get through this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So like I, I believe your husband when he said that he cried because I know yeah. either he went into the car to cry or he hid in the bathroom and cried. Yeah, so I think before because of how long I had been there, he was just relieved to yeah. know like the baby had finally come. Yes, and yeah. like 
to, to see that like I was okay. And did you get yeah. to do skin to skin with the baby? No. So when he came, oh. the baby, no. So when he came, the baby had been wrapped in the delivery cloth. And okay. Then, yes, put in a box. So he he got to see her. Okay. But then, yes, he didn't do skin to skin or anything. And at that point, his skin, had, skin. No, I didn't. Her skin had become very um, dark. No, not dark. Her skin had become. Um, we call it macerated. Her skin had become, okay. um, should I say, fragile. Okay. How long she had been dead. Um, yes. 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 So just a little pressure attached would make the skin peel off. Oh, okay. And then, um, uh, did you, uh, did you give her a name? Yes, we gave her a name even before she was born. Her name was. Uh-huh. Uh, what was her name? Mawedem. Mawedem? Yes. Mawedem. Oh, and what's the name? Mawedem means um, God saved me. Oh. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. God saved me and brought me home to heaven. Yeah. Wow. You, you, you always give such nice names to your kids. Oh, Maybe when I finally have my rainbow, I have to consult you so that you, 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 you choose a name for me. <laughs> Well, I don't know how the name... So, the name just came up. I mean, I... So, the language is the Ewe language. My husband is Ewe. Okay. Uh I don't speak... I don't understand much Ewe. So... Okay. It was a name that just occurred to me. And I I told him that that was what we were going to name him. Oh, really? You you were able to pick an Ewe name. (laughs) I didn't even understand it. So, he was the one who told me what the name meant. Yeah, I think it was God speaking to you. Yes, yes, yes. Directing you, helping you to choose all the names and strengthening you because, like, going through a a second trimester, it's like a a second trimester loss. It's like, oh my gosh, I don't even have the words to describe it. And then you went through a third trimester. I know that every loss is lost, okay? But then when you know that you are almost there, you know, 31 weeks pregnant, it's like you had like seven, seven or eight weeks more to go right yeah. and then, i mean i bet you had bought some baby stuff right i bought almost everything <laughs> oh my god what did you do with it and so i i gave it out ah uh, for me I, you i still have them <laughs> yes, i gave it up i i figured there was no point keeping them when there were people around me who needed it so how's it like when you opened it and when Ooh. I opened my face, I, I, I yeah. felt really sad. I I mean, I just feel, I don't know how to describe it. I just feel this tight feeling in my chest. And then yeah. this desire to just cry. So, and then you cry. <laughs> yes, and then I cry. So, so then you, you have the baby. And okay, now you have to leave the baby at the hospital because the hospital buried the baby or you buried the baby. No, the hospital buried the baby. And then you had to come home empty-handed. Yes. I mean, how how did you feel? Um, I, I think for that day, I was still numb. I wasn't thinking about... <laughs> Anything. Feeling, no. I, I think it was just like the same things I told you was running through my head. Okay. I, yes, I mean, I've lost 
my baby. I think the other thing, the other thought that was added to it was probably that um, she was so pretty. She was very yes. Pretty. Oh my God. Yes. yes. And so, but you were able to process everything later on. So later on, I think, um, so even in the midst of the grief, mm-hmm. I just had this sense that um, she was still a gift from God. Yeah. I hadn't had her for the period I thought I would. I thought she was going to be alive and would grow and not see. I mean, I thought I was going to have her for a long time. Wow, like I'm not cutting you off, but then I'm listening to your story, right? And it's a sad story, okay? But I'm I'm still hearing hope. Like you were going through all of these things. You had lost your child. I mean, like you went, you 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 didn't feel the baby moving. You went, okay, the baby was okay, and then the next day, nothing, and now you lose your baby, and you were still strong and still hoping. And still thinking this was a gift. What was what was your driving force? Um, I still say it's God, because this is something that I had been convinced about um, years before. That yeah. especially because I'm in the medical field, I get to see yeah. children with birth defects, and yeah, and some of them are abandoned by their parents. Oh, but really? I I think. God had just given me a strong impression that no matter the problem a child has, that child mm-hmm. is a gift. That okay. Parent, and that that parent is still privileged to have had that gift. Even if that gift lives for a day, it is a yes. day I should... I mean, it is a day to be thought of with joy and to remember as a privilege. And, yes, and I, I'm thankful that those were the thoughts that came to my mind. Even though I still felt sad and I was hurt and I, I was confused, I didn't understand why it was happening at this time and in this way. I still remember yeah. that it was a gift from God, and mm-hmm. a gift that I had had and nurtured for eight months. And wow. even though she didn't get to nine months, I was thankful that. I had experienced her in the way I did and gotten to enjoy her in the way I did. And wow. the- I'm so happy that I, I, I got a chance to talk to you today because I've learned something from you that even though you lose something, it is still a gift. You know, this is why it's important that we share our stories so that we learn from each other. You know, like I, 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 I believe in God, okay. And I, everything that happened to me didn't really make sense, you know. But I, I but I'm always thankful. I always thank God. I'm like God, thank you for, I mean, giving me the opportunity to, uh, to have these babies in my life, you know, and to be called a mother to angels' babies. But I never saw them as a gift. Yeah. But like talking to you right now, I've had a new revelation. You know that okay though i didn't get to have them here because i'm thinking okay if like gift from god uh, like dwells with us on earth yeah you know so that was my interpretation of gift from god but now i've had a new revelation that no gift com- gift from god doesn't always have to dwell with us on earth you know it could be in heaven you could you could be here and still have a gift in heaven and i'm, I'm so happy that 
you share this story with us today. You know, may God bless your good heart. You know, so then I know that you, like you were far along in your pregnancy, uh, like eight months pregnant, and you had told so many people, colleagues, everybody, that you were pregnant, yeah. right? And <laughs> <laughs> now you have to tell them again that okay, that's, that's how did you tell them? That was the most difficult part. So I know, right? <laughs> um, my I, I I thank God for my mother-in-law. So while I was at the hospital, she she came from she drove from Accra to Kumasi. Ah, oh, such a lovely mother-in-law. Yes, and she came to be with. Well, she couldn't be with me in the hospital, but she she was at home with our son. Mm-hmm. And then we went when I was discharged. I went home to meet her, and she yeah. told me something that I'll never forget. She she oh, had. She had experienced child loss herself. Oh, okay. She had she had a set of twins, but lost oh. lost one at birth. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. And she had told me she was so she shared her experience with me. But one thing she told me was that even though I had lost my baby and I was grieving, that yes. there's so many other people who loved me and were grieving as well. But didn't yeah. know how to express their concern for me, and that yeah. the kindest thing I could do for them would be to call them and let them know that I'm okay. And, uh-huh. that's and, a good advice. And that was strange because at that point, what I really wanted to do was to be alone, to be alone yeah. with my grief, and to think about the fact that I'd lost their baby and. Yeah. yeah, I mean that <laughs> was what I really wanted to do, and yeah. initially I just did it out of respect for him, yeah. but because I wanted to. So okay. I just got so many people. She told me, "Oh, this person and that person have called asking about you. They've been praying for you. So just call them and tell them you are okay." And so I gradually did that. I gradually picked my phone and called each of them but okay. this is like the, the the day i was discharged from the hospital it's not like the next day or oh my God. it was like that same day it was that same day. in hospital yes the same day so i called them this is close family she just said i should call like the close people who had been concerned yes yeah so that was um my parents and my parents my husband's dad since he wasn't around, my parents okay. were around, and then my husband's siblings. Okay. So um, let them know that I was fine. And I realized that with each call I made, with each person I spoke to and said, I'm okay, and they didn't say much, they just said, oh, we thank God you are fine, and we'll still uh, be with you. But hearing the relief in their voices, yeah, and, and just I, I don't know why, but I felt better <laughs> after, <laughs> after talking to people, and I realized yeah. that 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 um that desire to be alone is probably mm-hmm. a helpful one because yeah. I felt better almost even though I didn't feel like I was okay, but mm-hmm. the, I, I still there was still some change in me that was for the better like some change in my heart let me see 
as I spoke with them and I realized that they really were in pain with me. I mean, because they had been with us throughout the journey. When, when I got pregnant, we told them. Sort of, we had been giving yeah. them updates about the pregnancy. Oh my God. And they were in pain with us. And so it really helped to allow them to express their concern. I think some yeah. of them did not show it in a way I would have preferred. But yeah. it helped having the perspective that they are concerned about me. And yeah, you feel better. And yes. So maybe the action in itself or the word in itself was not comforting. The thought yeah. was what was comforting. And so I'm really glad for my mother-in-law about that. I, I mean, she's probably maybe the person whose influence made the biggest difference. Yes. In how um, I, my husband and I handled the loss of the child, and my yes. husband had a similar experience because nobody was calling me because they thought I wouldn't be able to speak. So everyone was exactly. calling. Everybody was walking on eggshells because, like, oh my god, they don't want to call because they don't know your how your mood was going to be like. Exactly. So they called him, and he said he was also grieving, and he didn't understand what. <laughs> allow him to but he said with each call he yeah and with he spoke to he also felt better somehow yeah but isn't it interesting that okay like when you lose a child okay and you're married or you have a partner it's like both of you have lost something yes. the focus is more on the women you know it's like <laughs> you don't care about them yes everybody every, i think i think it's different I think even the grief, the, the loss is different for, for for the women than it is for the men because we yeah. have a connection with the child that has grown in us that yes, the men don't understand. But that doesn't minimize their loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it doesn't because for them, they also have to, I mean, reprogram themselves and then prepare themselves mentally that, okay, they're going to be a father, you know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they have to deprogram again. It's like a lot for them to take in, <laughs> you know. And I feel like they also share some sort of bond with each other, even though they don't carry um, yes, the baby. Yes, yes, the baby has yes. part of them, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. They do, they do. And but I think that was the just the beginning of telling people that we had lost the baby. Yes, that's one. That's a difficult part. That's a very difficult part. I know. When I returned to work after my so my maternity leave, let me say. Yeah. And I returned to work. I mean, most oh, of the how long I, did you take to, to go back to work? Um, my my work. It was actually yeah. nice to know that they gave you like a full maternity leave. It's actually nice. And then, yeah. um, did you also uh get other people saying weird stuff to you, bombarding with your unnecessary stuff? Yeah. Yeah, so I so there were, but so the the, the truth is, my I I ran away. <laughs> so I I, I ran Why away. So um, because I didn't we didn't stay at home because we knew everybody would be coming to visit. So okay. my mom, my mom lives in a different region. Okay. Yes, she she lives in the eastern region. Um, oh, I'm from the eastern region too. Oh, okay. She lives at a yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that your hometown? 
No, that's not my hometown, but that's where she works. Okay, okay, okay. So, so you, just, you went there? <laughs> I just <laughs> went there because I knew when being there, nobody would be able to access me. I mean, <laughs> yeah. who were really motivated to you come back there. Yes. So because you were so lucky. Yes. So because of that, we didn't get a lot of people and, and uh, we were there for a month. Wow. Yes. So we didn't <laughs> that get... That was long. Yes, that was long. So we didn't get come to the house Okay. to talk to us and then have and these we just didn't want to relive the experience over and over having to explain to people what happened so yeah. we, so anyone who called and said they wanted to visit were like oh we'll be back in a month so they can come mm-hmm. around when we come back and i think that also helped because uh-huh. it gave us time to spend together and heal together as, yeah. as, as a family as yeah. a small family even though we were with my mom I mean because she was going to work and things it was still basically just me and then my husband and then our son and my husband uh-huh. allowed him to take some time off such a beautiful well. way to heal yes so so like going through loss and everything yeah I know women go through loss and they're so scared to try again are you scared to try again I was <laughs> <laughs> oh you were Okay, so what got you out of the scared uh, space? Um, I think I just realized that there's no running away. <laughs> I think I actively avoided pregnancy for, um, let me say, seven to eight months after. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yes, seven to eight months. So, but Oh my god, I really want to get pregnant as soon as possible. <laughs> oh, I was like, no, 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 no. I mean, I didn't want to get pregnant. So oh my god. I, that took some time to yes, to 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 be done with. And it was just recently, maybe about two or three months ago, that yeah. I realized, well, um, ready to have a child but more than that i was like i should just stop being selfish <laughs> <laughs> yeah now when i need your brother or sister <laughs> yes so that's what it should happen are you pregnant now no i'm not I'm keeping my fingers crossed for you and praying for you <laughs> but let's say it should happen what would you do differently um i i don't think i would do anything different okay probably um if there's a I sense a change I'll mm-hmm. be more active about checking it out seeing if something can be done about it yeah I think because that's... for me one of the things that I I realized I, I'm not saying it, it is my fault but I realized that I was um, um, relying too much on, on one pregnancy book that I had bought okay. so then every symptom that I had okay I was going to open the pregnancy book and it was something oh it was telling me oh you are suffering so weeks so then this uh symptoms could be that but then it was a misdiagnosed you know so I, I was being misdiagnosed by the uh by the pregnancy book so next time i'm not going to be using that book because then i was suffering from incompetent cervix and then i was getting um symptoms you know uh that was telling me that okay you, your cervix is weakening yeah. but 
because the pregnancy book was telling me otherwise. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I was relying on the guidebook, so I don't think I'm going to uh, going to be relying on the pregnancy guidebook ever again. <laughs> yes, 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 anything, yes. I'll just pick a call and call the midwife. Yes, that's important i think for me i told myself i'm not going to take sobolo when i get pregnant <laughs> so, <laughs> oh you were taking sobolo yes i was um, oh my god no yes. no no don't do but that I again thinking about it i don't think it was a sobolo because i don't think it was a sobolo but don't do that again <laughs> because if you're supposed to get to eight months with the sobolo um, then it wasn't <laughs> a lot of pregnant women in ghana always crave for sobolo i don't know it's so addictive because <laughs> yeah, so, you're not the only one i have friends who are like oh my god i'm really craving for sobolo i'm like please that has hibiscus no you don't so, have to take hibiscus drink so, yeah, you don't have to take yeah a hibiscus drink around this time. I mean, you you, you don't want to have the baby right now, please. <laughs> <laughs> you can have strawberry juice. I mean, it's a little bit closer to Sokolo. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's been amazing having you on the show today. I appreciate your time and you sharing your story with us. Um, if you would like to advise, if I ask you to advise anybody listening, what what would you say to them? Yeah. What would I say? Well, I'd say um, loss happens, and we don't need to blame ourselves or overthink it. If if there are lessons to learn from it, I think the best is that we learn and then yeah. decide to make different choices in the future. But we can't change the past, and there's no point beating ourselves up. Ah, oh, okay. that's so sweet. So if somebody wants to reach you, reach out to you, uh, to talk to you, how would they reach you? Um, so you can... I know you're a basic woman. <laughs> no, so you can send me an email probably um, at Nancy, N-A-N-C-Y, M-M-E-N-M-E-N-M-E-N-M-E-N-M-E-N, yeah. M M E N for Nancy. M M E N. Okay. M M E N. our lovely listeners thank you so much for tuning in today i will be adding nancy's contact to the description so anybody who's looking to have a chat can contact her this journey is a very lonely one it's always nice to have somebody to talk to and always remember that whatever challenges whatever thing that has caused you so much trauma and pain in your life it's not your fault you are made of steel and nothing can break you talk to you next time